Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Crew, a New York Rangers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, joined with my good friend, Avery Zaretsky. Cody uh, was too sad to hop on today, so he will not be with us, but there's He's a little there's, bitch. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, you know, Avery and I were kind of talking about it before, and we've been here before, right? I mean, it, do you want to talk? Because... You well, know, to be fair, I didn't want to do this podcast either, but I'm <laughs> yeah. here, so fuck yeah. you, Cody. But yeah, no, I actually, he probably had something important to do. I don't know. Anyway, I don't think any of us wanted to do this, but we no. know we have to. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, he's a more important guy. I just found out recently that he's 30 years old, which makes no <laughs> sense to me, but here we are. So uh, yeah, obviously nobody wanted to do this podcast. Nobody wants to talk about it. Our our feelings were a lot better a week ago, but it is what it is. And uh, like I said, I was talking to you before. We've been here before. It obviously never feels the same when you're in the moment. But throughout our lives, you know, I've been alive 25 years. There's been multiple times where the ranges have gone down in series 3-1, 3-2. It's just it's an every game type basis. They obviously haven't looked like they've come ready to play in the past three games. But who knows? You just got to. Hope they come out and do their job. We know they're capable of doing it. They did it the first two games. We we said it before the last game. We know they can do it. But at this point, we just got to hope and pray. But I, I'm sick of seeing all the negative stuff, man, yeah. uh, because like we, we've lived through it. And we know what these guys are capable of every, every night. The playoffs are different. You're playing the same team every time. You just got to make little adjustments. They haven't done it yet. But who says they can't for the next two games? Look, when the Rangers in 94 played the Devils, Messier made that guarantee going into game six. He scores a hat trick. They win, and then they go on to win game seven and go to the finals. Obviously, a little bit different scenario. I don't think we necessarily have like a leader like Messier, but at the end of the day, all it takes is one good bounce, go your way, you win game six, and then game seven's a toss-up. So, I mean, I completely agree, but I, I do disagree with one thing that you said, though. Like, I think we we actually were texting about it outside of the first three, four minutes of game five. The Rangers were the better team in the first period, I thought. Yeah, we were texting about that. I, I thought that the Rangers, I mean, that first goal was such a fluke. But yeah, the first period, maybe period and a half, the Rangers were way the way better team. They had plenty of scoring opportunities. They just couldn't find the back of the net. I thought. And people want to get on his case because he hasn't had the goals, hasn't had the points. I thought Artemi Panarin was easily mm -hmm. the Rangers' best player in the first Damn. period. And maybe throughout the entire game, he was all over the ice. Maybe, obviously, he didn't put the puck in the net. Well, not the entire was, game. Yeah, the third, the third period, no one was good. Well, yeah. But, you know, yeah. I think, like, the entirety of the game in terms of any Ranger, I mm -hmm. think you'd probably put him at the top. And I know his game score won't reflect that. But, like, those are just numbers that, like, the eye test – you. And I, and I like analytics, but the eye test, yeah. like if you watch that game and you know hockey, Artemi Panarin was all over the ice. He was working in the corners. He was trying to make plays. He he opened up the ice. And listen, you can't, you can't win a game if you don't score. Yeah. It's hard to blame one person when you don't score at all. So 
And here's the thing with that too. If you remember, I think probably like seven minutes or, or nine minutes into that game, Panarin gets a great chance on a three on one. Kira Schmid makes a great glove save. And I think that not scoring on that play, his confidence must be shot. And I think that's that's the biggest thing right now is that, you know, I think Panarin and Mika obviously know that they're being talked about, right? Like people, the, the, the media and stuff creeps into the room a little bit at certain times. And you could just sense that those two specifically were trying to do a little bit too much last night, I thought. You know, Mika comes out in the first period. He played super aggressive. And literally a minute after I tweeted how aggressive he was playing, he took that penalty for interference. Like, he's trying to do anything he can to impact the game because he's not scoring goals. And that's what hockey players do when they're not scoring. They try to, you know, come up with anything to help their team, but sometimes it's just not their game and they can't adjust. And I think that's what we're seeing right now out of those two. You know, a little bit more Mika than it is Panarin. Um, and to, Cal- to Ryan Callahan's credit, I saw the clip of Callahan um, basically saying, like, why the fuck is Mika not playing in the left circle? Bar, that's a huge goal, and I just cannot figure out why they're being so stubborn with Zibanejad on that left circle. I don't get it. It looked good in the first period. He got a couple shots yeah. off, and then Panarin's right back there. It had nothing to do with the goal, but I keep him there. Yeah. He's got such a good one-timer. I don't I, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't even care who wins the game, but yeah. when they're on the power play and he's on that dot, I get nervous because yes. I, I, I just sense something's going to happen. I know. I you know? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Load it up, boys. And how about your boy Schmidt? Rangers are up Schmidt's green. Uh, they are well up. <laughs> you know, he's been there all year long. That's where he's comfortable. He had some good chances in the first period. He got two good one-timers off. Schmidt made good saves. Why the fuck is Mika? And of course, Callahan didn't say why the fuck, but you know what I'm saying? Like he basically was saying that. Like, why is Mika not in that spot? And in the second period, when the Rangers allowed the shorthanded goal, Mika was back in the bumper position. I, don't know I could not believe they switched back. I could not. I don't know I, if that was on purpose, but it looked like it was. I could not believe what I saw when they when they switched back because I thought the first power play was great. They obviously mm-hmm. didn't score, but like they they were knocking on the door. Mika had three really good one timer opportunities. It's like if Schmidt is just playing well, you can't switch that up. I thought the yeah. power play was working great. And maybe could have had a goal or two that could have changed the outcome of the game. But, uh, yeah, like you said, um, Panarin, you know, they, they they know what's going on. They're not dumb. You know, even though he has an Okia, like, he, he doesn't even, even have to. He has an Okia, yeah. Just... <laughs> even, yeah, what I'm saying is, like, he doesn't have to go to the media to, to, to feel the way that we feel. Like, he's yeah. been on the team for how long now? And Mika's the same way. It's like they've, they've been on deep playoff runs. They want this so bad. They want this probably more than we do in terms of like you play so long for one team and, and you get it all these chances. They came so close to making the cup, you know, a couple times. So it's just like, they, they feel it too, man. Like I, I know it's hard to watch the game and feel like they're not putting a lot of effort in, but they are like, yeah. they, they are, and they know they can be better and there's ways to adjust to that. It's just about coming out and just, and trying hard. And, and honestly, like you said, I think the confidence thing is huge for them yeah. and, and they don't have it right now. And and that could that just makes anybody play worse at any level. Like you, you let up a goal and your confidence is shot. And, and and as much as you want to come out and make the next big play, it's like when the other team has way more confidence, you know, they, they had just won two games on your home ice and then they're coming out and they get a huge goal 30 seconds in. It's hard to counteract it no matter how good you are as a player. Yeah, and I was talking to Vince Percogliano after the game a little bit too, and you know he said from talking to Panarin a little bit himself that he can sense like there was a little bit of pressure that you know he felt from last year's playoffs. 
you know, coming into this year, he, he felt that he had to make a big step in this year's playoffs. So that pressure could definitely be getting to him. And, you know, I don't want to speak uh, on Vince's behalf. Um, but in that locker room last night, I, I, you know, I obviously went into the Rangers locker room to try to get a quote and whatever. Um, it was obviously a, a crazy scrum. I couldn't even get a question off, you know, hence why I went to the devils to, to ask them questions. But, uh, you know, I know you guys like to give me shit for that, but man, I, I, I uh, on my way out of the locker room, not to be all dramatic and everything, but I, you know, I was looking back and Chris Kreider was just like in his stall, just like staring at the ceiling and had this look on his face, like how the fuck did this happen? Like, how did we get here? Um, and obviously Kreider had that great quote after the game too of, you know, which he always seems to have after these, these losses. But, um, you know, you could sense that Kreider knows, like he's been here before and, you know, I, I would expect a, a big play for number 20 in game six. And, just that look on his like obviously you know I'm, I'm new to having the access so i've never really seen players reactions firsthand and literally just looking at him sit in the stall like that i was like damn this guy's like this guy's fucking pissed off um, they're real which, they're real people yeah. they, they yeah. think like we do you know but that was great to see honestly you know yeah it's just one of those things where it's like you look at a guy like chris Kreider. he's made it to the stanley cup finals with this team he's the last of the of the reign of that team and he's been through so many ups and downs. He's he's been there. He was there when Henrique scored. It's just like yeah. you you got to feel for a guy like that. Um, some things just don't bounce your way, and it's tough to lose that many games in a row. It happened against Tampa. You know, we won two and then lost four straight. It's tough, man. It's really tough. And I, I honestly, I do feel for the guys. Um, it's tough being under a microscope like New York. Mm-hmm. but he's uh he's i know that's a guy who's going to give it his all in game six he's not going to go down uh without a fight for yeah. sure and man there's people like texting me like you you know anyone looking for tickets saturday like like <laughs> listen I, I i'm not gonna sugarcoat it like you know I, I did tweet and i got a lot of shit for it like rangers aren't playing that bad devils are just playing that good which at the time that i tweeted it like that's that was my opinion it was like before the shorthanded goal after the shorthanded goal it was just People say no quit in New York. There was fucking complete quit in New York after that shorthanded goal. Like the, the the team was just dead. But, you know, I still think, like, you know, to your point, Avery, you're coming home down 3-2 in the series, Saturday night, Madison Square Garden, chance to force game seven. Like, since when do Ranger fans, like, just, just give up this easily and, like, want to sell tickets and not go to that game? Like, you know, I, I think any other year, maybe it's because they blew a 2-0 lead, but this stuff happens. Like I'm pretty sure it's the same storyline right now that it was in 94 against the devils. The Rangers won the first two lost three straight, uh, went on the road in game six and one and came home and won game seven. But is it not the same thing? Like, obviously, you know, you can't say history is going to repeat itself, but these things happen. And and it's, you know, easily, I think the blues were the same way also, right? The blues, like, uh, yeah, it's just, it's so different in the playoffs. It's so different. It's game by game. You don't. You can't think of the series as this, as the as the play. It's just the. It's just win the next game. Yeah. And they haven't done that the past three games. But they all they need to do is win the next game, and it just becomes a clean slate. Mm-hmm. Then you're three three. You then you have all the momentum going into game seven. You just beat the Devils. You're going in their building. It's a tough place to play, but you've won there twice before. You can do it again. You just have to find a way to win on Saturday or your se- your season's over and you got to reassess in the offseason. But like like we said before, I, I don't want to think about that. I, I truly I, I firmly believe 
I've seen it enough times. I firmly believe they can win Saturday mm-hmm. and uh, and and find a way to win in New Jersey. Yeah. And also, I think we should say, too, like, listen, there's a million Ranger podcasts out there. We're not the guys that are come on here that are going to come on here and rip this team to shreds. Like, that's just not who we are. I don't. Um, I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't see the logic in ripping players apart because in some way, in some fashion, they always either make you look bad or there's, I just feel like there's no reason to just, to just dig into players who, who you just don't know what their situations are. You know how much they're getting paid, but like they're, and we genuinely love them. Yeah. You know, like, why would you, why would you want to do that? Yeah. Like, okay. Like, yeah, go, go ahead. Rip into Panarin. But then if he scores a hat trick in game six, it's like, you can't, you can't talk good about him. You just rip through him the entire. And it's like, oh, like, you know, this is what we expect out of him. But it's like, he, he's a human. He, he has, he has feelings. He's not a robot. Like there's, there's, there's tough, there's trials and tribulations in, in a playoff series that can weigh on you, whether it's not getting a point or, or, you know, there, there's other factors in people's lives that you just may not know about. Mm-hmm. It, it's so hard to, you know, even when the Rangers pick Truba as the captain, it's like everybody's got an opinion. But you don't know what happens in that locker room. You obviously see what he does on the ice, and and he he performs like a captain. He hits. He's, he's trying to make plays. But, like, in the locker room, he could be the most vocal guy. You just don't know what happens off the ice for the Rangers. You can only go into so much. The reporters tell you a lot because they get to see a lot. But there's so many things that you just don't see at the training facility. They're with each other every day. They're traveling together. They're with each other, you know, 20 hours out of the 24 hours out of their day. So it's just like you got to just just sit back and try to enjoy what you have left, whether it's Saturday, whether it's Monday. Just enjoy the ride and just hope just hope they win. Like you don't just sit back and make yourself miserable. That's what I hate. I hate going yeah. on the Twitter and seeing misery. Like there's there's people on Twitter who believe like we do and, and have faith and and have seen what this team can do in the past and, and they've won games. So it's just like just enjoy yourself, man. Like it's an exciting time to be a fan. Obviously you don't want to be down three two. You don't want to blow a two oh lead, but we're here, man. You just gotta win one game and then yeah. you're back. No man, that was that was beautiful. Honestly, it was. And and I want to I want to just piggyback off that one more thing before we go into fan questions. Go ahead. I know we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of negative fan questions, but you know a lot of people wanted Gerard Gallant once again to last night shred the team, and he did that after Game Four. You know he called the guys out. He called out the top six. He ripped into this team, and he doesn't do that often. But it's evident right now. You know, speaking of the confidence, they've scored two goals in three games. Him ripping into the team again two games in a row. What is that going to do? You, it's his job to motivate the players and keep the players feeling confident, obviously in a time like this when they're not. So him going to the media and saying, oh, we fucking suck. Nobody can score. Nobody showed up tonight. Only Gaudreau and Igor played well and, and Truba and Lindgren are the only one. Like, he's not going to do that. He's, he's a player's coach. He's always been a player's coach. Sure, he hasn't made the adjustments just yet in the series. You're smiling. I don't know what you're going to follow up with. Okay, go ahead. What? No, no, do you want to just cut in? These guys are grown yeah. adults. What is what is coach yelling at them going to do? What is coach yeah. making them skate, uh, uh, you know, extra laps and practicing uh, going to do? You've played you've played high level hockey, Johnny. Like, what has making made players like you know like stay after practice and do suicides? What has that done? That's done absolutely nothing. You just let them play their game. They're adults. They know they have the capability. Just let them play their game. They've struggled. They've they've gone through the trials and tribulations, but just let them play. Screaming at them and yelling at them or blaming them isn't going to do anything but make them just more mad at mm-hmm. the coach, which you don't yeah. want. 
Yeah, then at that point, you want, you, a good relationship. Like, you want the coach to be like fired. I'm sure if Cody were here right now, he'd probably be the one to rip into everybody. That's like kind of how the three of us work, right? Like Cody's that like, you know, just just fan fan, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like Cody would be buckle up, you know, all that shit. But Cody's also a positive guy, so I don't want to you know speak for him too. But uh, let's go into fan questions. I'm assuming a lot of these are negative, and obviously, the first one I'm looking at says for Cody. But Avery, you can answer this one. Why is Johnny a fraud of a New York Ranger fan? <laughs> it, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny to pick on you because you have, you know, you, you do all the different jobs and you and you work with fans of other teams. And uh, but, dude, you're just you're just grinding. Like as much as we like to poke fun at you for all the devil <laughs> shit, like it's it's your job. Like you're not you're you're just trying to make a living, bro. I, I can't get mad at that. It obviously sucks. Like you, you do a ranger, pod, <laughs> you do a ranger podcast, and you're in the you're in the presser, like chuckling up with like the Devils players. But yeah. it is what it is, man. Like you, you're trying. I also to get welcome all the hate. I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind. It's fine. Yeah. I, my one of I told you off air probably one time, but one of my favorite player, one of my favorite people ever in this entire world's Big T from Barstool. He told me that he's never met a hater doing better than him. So um johnny you're grinding I, I see your your followers go up all the time and um I, I respect it you know it's easy to it's so easy to get mad online like seeing stuff like that but you, you got to respect it and like if you take that seriously you're just a moron like if you if you take like johnny's like fandom and like mix it with his job like you're an idiot like he's obviously a ranger fan He he's literally taking time out of his day on a friday to talk rangers it's like come on well, well, thank you, because I know if, if Cody answered that question, he would have went the complete opposite direction. Well, he feels the same way I do. He's just a yeah. troll. Yeah, yeah he's no, also 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next one this is actually from my boy from high school, Sam Coogs. This is a great question because I, I believe it's very true. So the Rangers need to score first in order to win game six. I think if they don't score the first goal, they are cooked. 100%. I've said it the whole series, and it's kind of played out to be true. For the Rangers to, to win games – you either score the first goal or you score the next goal. So it's like, let's just say Rangers go up one, nothing, right? They have to score the second goal after that. The next goal is the most important. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes the same for if the Devils score first, the Rangers have to score next, but they also have to score the next goal. So whenever the Rangers score, whether it's the first goal or the second goal, the next goal has to be theirs as well, or they will not win the game. Mm -hmm. Like if the Rangers, you know, score, and make it one nothing, but then the Devils score and make it one one. I think they lose the game. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And Lindy Ruff actually said that last night in the post game when I asked him about the first goal and just you know opening the game strong. And he said like, you know, we knew if we scored the first one, they were going to have to score two. You know, like and they hadn't. <laughs> like exactly. Say, say what you want about a Kara Schmidt, but that guy's been fucking. He hasn't left like more than fucking two goals in three games. It's crazy. It's been a brick wall since Johnny's yeah. been laughing it up with him. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, let's transition. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is from uh, Mark Shiraldi. These fans are so fake turning on them. Rangers and seven, not a question, but a statement. Fuck yeah, Mark. We love that. Damn right. That's yeah. that's that's the mentality. And if you don't have that mentality, you just gotta you just gotta fucking take a, a melatonin and go to bed. Yeah. All right. This one, Bobby Christ one. I asked to rank the top six. Please disregard. I don't even know what the top six is now. Okay, never mind. Uh, he yeah. probably just followed up on a question. Um, oh, yeah, we could say the lines, though. The lines look different in practice today. Very different. Um, 
Yeah, if you want to read, do you want me to read those out? Or do you want to read those out? I think I all right. I'll say them, and if I'm wrong, you tell me. But I think okay. I I've already memorized them. It's uh, Kreider, Mika, Tarasenko, top line. Then it's Lafreniere, Trocheck, Kane, second line. Third line is Panarin, Heedle, Kako, and the fourth line stays the same with Tyler Mott, Goudreau, and BC. Bang on, good stuff. All right, let's go into the next one. Uh, Michael Oren. A lot of these are statements, but I'm just going to read out the statements too because they're funny. Uh, Michael Oren, you doing okay? I'm not crying emoji. It's okay to not be okay, yeah. but you yeah. just got to keep. You just got to keep the faith. That's it. Yeah. Um, you don't have I, I don't to think be anybody. Yeah. I, I no. I said it today. Someone was DMing me, and I said you don't have to be confident, but be hopeful. I think that's right. You know, I think that's the the, the motto right now. Then Jason Bizoff, my cousin. Why do we do this to ourselves? And this is you know. This is just being a Ranger fan. They never make it easy. You know, it's just it's just how it is. Like, you know, we talked about it last episode. I think they've won one series in five in the last 20 years. Like, it just, yep. I, they swept the Thrashers, too, back in 07. But, uh, you know, that's just how it is. I don't um, even remember that. So, it's just like. You don't? Well, dude, I was like 07. Yeah. Uh, I was nine. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to, well, this is our boy, my Rocky 93, but he said, who replaces GG in the offseason? We're not going into that. Next one, Rob Blake's sad. Anthony, I'm just going to read all these. Anthony MYR, what do we do? Adam Monty 27, uh, do you know when the season starts next year? <laughs> okay, uh, sick, nasty, grizzy. What, a, what an Instagram name. So who's the biggest disappointment in this series, and why is it M-I-K-A? I mean, it has to be, right? Yeah, um, I I hate to, I hate to point out individual players yeah. because like you you go into game five and nobody scores. It's like yeah, obviously you look at the big guns, but it's just like you know nobody showed up. So yeah, yeah. I mean it's obvious that it's Mika though. It is. Yeah. Um, okay, this next one's from C P G E N Co. Uh, what roster changes? We just read them out loud, so don't need to get into that. Uh, M dot crank ten gut check time. Boys look dead in the water, but does a convincing game six win just mean Rangers in seven? Fuck absolutely, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. It's always been Rangers in seven. Mm-hmm. Always, even though we say Rangers in six nonstop. I said Rangers uh, in five nonstop. <laughs> Sammy hockey thirty six. We need to score. Where are Mika and Panarin? I still have hope, but it is dwindling fast. All right. Well, at least you still have hope. And and listen. You know, we said it. We said it uh, last episode, last year, game six, Mika two goals, game seven, Panarin overtime winner. Like you know, they could show up in the big moments. Not counting them out yet. Listen, if the the lows suck, but the high, the highs of the high, like when Kreider scored uh, in game six against Pittsburgh, like you can't that winning you, goal. Yeah, you just, you yeah. don't get the you don't get those feelings back, man. Like, and then Panarin and OT in game seven, it's like. If we can get like, one of those moments again, like you, you just got to have faith for that. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. This is John C. Leo. Are the Rangers frauds? So I want to answer this first because I don't think they're frauds. I think the Devils are just that good. And actually, I wrote about it in my article last night. Dan Rosen said it perfectly. Right now, I think the biggest question isn't the Rangers. It's where the fuck was this Devils team in game one and game two? Like, this was the Devils team that we saw all year. So what was going on for them in the first two games? Obviously, it's playoff jitters, maybe that inexperience that people talked about. 
But I think that's something, too, because this is the Devils team that I was expecting to see the entire series. Obviously not the Rangers team I was expecting to see, but the Devils have just brought their game to the Rangers in Game 4 and Game 5. Yeah, I actually couldn't agree more. I think, um, yeah, the yeah the, the real question is, is like, did the Rangers play bad or the Devils just... Like, That's what I'm like saying. I got ratio. Good. No, yeah, <laughs> I, I thought your tweet made a lot of sense. I, I, <laughs> I, I think... I don't think you see that much of a change in the series unless the team that got dominated in the first two games like is for real. And yeah, we knew the devils were for real. They, they had the most comeback wins in the NHL. They finished second in, in our division. They easily could have finished first. Like they were us last year. Yeah. That yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. They are to a T what we were last year. Um, and we always said going in that, if they got the goaltending, they'd be a very scary team, and they got the goaltending. So, yeah. All right, Justin Bamdas, is it worth trying to shake up the D pairs to create offense at this point? Miller and Fox? I don't think so. Um, yeah. No. I, you, you can't rely on your D to score goals. Um, I don't think it's necessary. Uh, Chio Fallow, why the fuck do we suck? Sirico 19, Payne. Ellis Corner Podcast. Eli's corner podcast, I guess. How do we get that team back to after a shutout like that? How do we get the team back to that doesn't how do we get the team back to after a shutout like that? I think they just meant like like where like how does a team like recover from something like that? But yeah, yeah. I mean you can you can look at it both ways. They they either just don't recover or you look at it as like a positive. It's like we did every single thing wrong in that game. Like it pretty much can't get worse than what happened in game five. It can only go up from here. So you just got to listen. They, they know their backs are against the wall They They have to now they're in a position where Put they up or when, shut up. Yeah. When they weren't up to O and they kind of sat back. Now they're in a position where it's like they, they cannot physically sit back mm -hmm. or they will be done. They will be golfing. Yep. This is now must win. <laughs> yes, this is we're in, we're in must win. <laughs> territory here yeah we joked about it last week but uh yeah, yeah. now it's not so funny jack, anymore yeah now it's not funny <laughs> yeah. jack red jack red literally it's crazy how it's a complete 180 from last friday so fucked up yeah it's so fucked up all right jack rappo when are the we quit in new york t-shirts come out that's pretty funny <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i actually uh, need one of those i i quit my job in new york <laughs> <laughs> That was good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kyle Law, 24. This one we probably can't answer. Do you think New York Rangers' performance in game six is directly related to Gigi's job security? A thousand percent. I, I, I think if, he, if they lose, he's there's no way he keeps his job. Yeah. You're probably right. I don't know too much on the inside there how they feel about him, but how long has he been the coach? Three years? This is, this is two. This is year it's two. only two? Yeah. Oof. Yeah, he's he's had some short stints, man. Yeah, and I, and, and I, he's been. Yeah, and I, I, I can't speak too much to it because I, I don't know what the answers are or why he gets fired, but I feel like it's got to be just like that he like doesn't make that many adjustments kind of yeah. thing. But that's I don't know. I don't know. I don't – yeah, that's just that's just playing off the vibe. I don't know what the real reason is. I, I, I hope they can turn things around and he doesn't get fired. You – you never want like like I, I don't understand people. It's like oh like like we need him fired like right now. It's like uh, like you don't want you shouldn't want your coach to be fired. Like this isn't well. It all, dep it all depends for sure. 
you know? Yeah. We've got like 20 more, but we, we want to keep this short on time. So I'm probably just going to ask like three or four good ones. Like there's obviously a lot of negative comments in here. Uh, but, you know, these, these, are, these are somewhat good questions here. Let's go with Adam Alpert. Uh, Vlad and Kane messed with the chemistry. They had enough time to gel with the team. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. I, I am, uh, you know, I'm expecting a little bit more from Tarasenko. I, I think Kane's kind of been, you know, obviously underperforming, but I don't know if we expected him to be the number one guy. Um, so, yeah, I would expect more from Tarasenko. I'm, I'm, I'm not thrilled with him the last three games, but I think he's got it in him to maybe step up here in game six and game seven. Yeah, he has to, so mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I think um... – they 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 all owe us a little bit more. Yeah. And then Lauren Khaleesi, will we ever be happy as Ranger fans? And I've said this before on this podcast, even when the the day does come where we win the cup, the next fucking day, it's we didn't sign this guy. Free agency. It's just gonna be something to complain about. My grandpa waited fifty four years for a Stanley Cup. Okay. We can all, <laughs> we can all fucking we can all take it. I know it sucks and I hate it. And it drives me crazy. I'm probably going to live. I'm not, probably not going to live as long because of it, but um, it'll happen at some point. Hopefully, hopefully everybody just gets gets their little shine. Everybody gets a, to enjoy something. We'll see. It's just it's a matter of time. And we'll end on this one. Perry Kunavelis, is there any, oh, is there one or two players to blame or has it been a shitty team effort besides Igor? Uh, shitty team ever. Yeah. Yeah. No, Valley said it best. I don't know if you saw that clip. Yeah. Um, they just look like a team full of bunch of superstar players. They don't look like a team right now. So, yeah. and you got to yeah. be a team to win. I completely agree with that comment that he made. And I could put that clip in here. Um, please do. Cause it was yeah, great. Well, hoping for, for a big comeback in the third. Instead, we saw the Devils completely destroy the Rangers in the third. It was the first game of this series where we saw one of the teams just completely dominate the other at five on five. Uh, you could say that the Rangers won games one and two by five one scores, but they didn't dominate those games at five on five. They had the push on the power play and it made it an easier game. My bigger point is that the team right now looks like a collection of stars rather than a team. And I'm talking about the back check, not being able to come back quick enough to put pressure to shut down the rush game of the Devils that had their own way through the neutral zone. And because they weren't coming back, the Rangers weren't able to get out of their zone. It was as disconnected, disjointed as I've seen the team all year and and get really railroaded by the Devils, like owned. That's going to wrap it up for fan questions. Uh, We're hoping to talk to you guys on Sunday or Monday, you know, probably like a late Sunday night, maybe, you know, after a big win, hopefully so. Johnny's got a lunch with Akira at uh, <laughs> 3 o'clock, so he's got to get out of there. <laughs> well, I mean, we also, you know, I sent you that Instagram story yesterday of Akira at Top Golf, and I was like, fuck, this would be great when the Rangers <laughs> win to post, like, you know. It's not going well. Not going well. But uh, as always, thank you guys for listening. We love you guys, and we hope we have a positive conversation on the next episode. LFGR. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.